You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Video Marketing Podcast. I'm Matt Johnston. Super excited to be here with you today because how often do we actually talk about local business marketing on this podcast? I don't think we have, although you could argue we talk about it every time because at the end of the day, a lot of these principles are really the same. But today I've got an expert and I'm super excited about that. Ellie Bloyd is here, founder of Ellie Bloyd Media. It's a marketing agency and consultancy for local business. She's a ClickFunnels Two Comma Club Award winner. However, she does not have them behind her right now, as I often see on the internet. <laughs> uh, speaker, educator, we've seen her all over the place. You may have heard her on Social Media Examiner, Social Media Marketing World, Smart Marketer, Digital Marketer, The Perpetual Traffic Podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She's all about local business, and she'll she'll tell you more about all the all the amazing things you're doing. Allie, thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I um, absolutely love talking about videos, so this is a great opportunity for me. I'm, I'm, I'm super, super stoked about it. Can you tell me just a little bit about how you got into this local business space in the first place? I can. So I um, went to school for graphic design and I always knew I wanted to go into marketing. That was really like, I had this idea for this dog clothing company, which I still fully intend on breaking out into the world one day. But anyway, it, for whatever reason, it sparked this interest in graphic design, building websites. Um, I'd always been a writer, so it just, everything kind of like came together for whatever reason. So after that, I started working with a publishing company that specialized in trade magazines for local businesses. So the magazines were on management, marketing, sales, technology, um, really anything that could help a local business succeed, especially, you know, in a time where online businesses are really becoming a lot more aggressive and taking market share from local companies. And so I started working on those types of magazines. I actually worked, like launched a brand new magazine for them. Um, and it really just showed me uh, through my conversations and my interviews with these different local business owners that there was a lot of challenges that they had, not just um, with business in general, but specifically with marketing. They were very, I won't say ignorant, but just unaware of what needed to happen with the website, what needed to happen with social media, what needed to happen with SEO, all of these different things that you know I saw as second nature and that a lot of online businesses just naturally gravitate towards because they're already online. Local businesses had not really accepted them as a necessity yet. So after that, I became marketing director for two, um, you know, seven, eight figure local businesses. And it started out as, you know, just me. I ended up hiring team members like for our department as time went on, but I had to be involved in every single step of the process. So, you know, the website presence, social media presence, Facebook and Instagram ads, um, SEO, really everything. I had a hand in it. I strategized and had to figure out how to do it. And uh, that's really kind of the journey. After that, I, I opened my agency and um, I had only ever worked with local businesses. So for me, there really isn't another option. Like I, this is where all of my experience lies. And I truly am passionate about helping these companies stand out in a world that is so much online. However, we all live in local communities. I don't care who you are, local businesses are not going away. It doesn't matter if um, there is an online business that does exactly what you do, people will still venture out into the world and purchase your products or services or buy what you have to offer. You just have to make sure they know why they should choose you and that you even exist, number one. Um, but yeah, it's just a market that I feel like is underserved in a lot of ways. There's not a ton of great marketing content designed specifically for the local business owners. So I'm just here to help them succeed at the end of the day. That's, that, that's interesting. I actually don't talk a whole lot to people that specialize in local <laughs> businesses for, for, for various reasons. I mean, they're, they're, they're ignored a little bit in this new marketing landscape. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and so, sometimes budgets are smaller, obviously mm -hmm. audiences they are, are sure. smaller. And so there's different considerations there, right? Absolutely. 
So we're going to tackle specifically how you could use video marketing in your local businesses. So obviously, I'm sure you use this throughout the different ways that you work with these businesses, but um, let's start off with your general framework and then we can talk about how we work video in there. I assume that you're building some sort of funnel for all of these businesses depending on their ultimate goal, right? Yes, so typically, you know, whether it is like a click funnel style funnel or some other type of system that's designed to drive the lead in, we're focusing on lead generation nine times out of 10. There are some businesses right. I work with that actually, you know, are going to also be selling a product online, um, but they really want to either get someone on a call or get someone to an appointment. For most people I work with, that has to be what happens. Sometimes they're trying to get them into their physical location, like a retail store. Um, but with all of those different things, you know, video really should be a part of their strategy. My ultimate framework, I would say, no matter who I work with is education based marketing. So mm. every single business out there has a lot of information and education to provide to their consumer. Most business owners they take for granted that knowledge that they have. They don't see it as quite as valuable as it actually is because they know it so well. But what happens is the person they're trying to sell to, they don't know these things. They need to know these things. Sometimes they're seeking them out directly and sometimes they just simply don't know what they don't know. By becoming that educational resource for them, you're doing several different things, especially when you put it into a video format. You're building trust you're building credibility, you are building a personal connection with the audience, um, and you're making sure that they know that you're not just here to sell to them, you are here to help them first. And by doing that, you automatically make yourself stand out because so few businesses take the time and effort to do that, that you won't be seen as just this company who only cares about the sale. You'll be seen as an expert who's trying to guide you to make the right decision for your purchase, no matter what that might be. So with that kind of overall high level strategy, video is the single best way to really get that out there. Of course, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Um, we use blogs, we use live events, um, obviously just, you know, having educational copy on landing pages, email marketing, but video can play into all of those things. You know, you can record your live events and turn them into a variety of videos. You can use videos in your emails. You can use videos in your blogs. You can put them on your web pages. You can put them on your social media sites, and then you can also run them as ads. So essentially that is really just the overall framework that I try and present because it does work so well. And you can still do it without video, but it's not going to be nearly as effective as if you can utilize this medium that, I mean, everyone wants to consume video. It's also a cheaper medium to get out there on most platforms because they know their audience likes videos. So they're actually willing to kind of let it go farther for less money in a lot of situations than if you were to be promoting a blog or something like that. So um, you're just kind of giving people what they want, giving people what they need and really establishing yourself as this credible resource at the same time, which if done the right way is going to translate to a significant sales increase. So a lot of what we're talking about is, I guess what we would call top of funnel type content. So this is um, in this sort of more awareness stage of your business. And of course it's different sometimes with local businesses depending on the market. I mean, if it's a city, I mean, there's a lot of awareness that needs to happen there. <laughs> if it's a town like where I grew up, you probably already know that business exists <laughs> because there's only a few thousand of us yes, there, right? Absolutely. So how does that video change from an educational perspective, whether you're in the awareness or consideration stage of a funnel? Okay, so actually we try and use video at every awareness level, essentially. And what I try and encourage people to do is match up the topics of their videos with the buying cycle and the questions that people would have at every stage. So for instance, when someone is just starting to think about something or if they're not even aware that there's a problem yet, mm -hmm. what type of content 
would show them there is a problem. Okay. Maybe somebody already knows there's a problem. Well, what type of content would show them there's a solution? Someone knows there's a solution. What can we show them about your specific solution and so on. So even though it definitely starts at top of the funnel, we really want to work our way down with different types of topics because for a lot of businesses, there's certain questions that someone would not care about unless they're almost ready to buy. And what I see a lot of people doing is those may be the only topics they're focusing on is they assume everyone knows there's a problem, knows there's a solution. So they're talking about their specific product or service. But if someone doesn't even know why they would need that yet, then those questions are irrelevant. So if we can build that awareness and essentially use our content to funnel people down, then we can have different topics at every level that essentially lead them to that next level, which ultimately leads them to the purchase. So for some businesses, um, I'll use one of my students, for example, they are in California. They started out as like an HVAC business, but really what they do is they help detoxify someone's home. So this is through air treatments, um, water treatments, through, um, you know, like upholstery cleaning type things, uh, having chemicals and cleaners in your home that don't have certain toxins in them that, that are essentially making people sick. So that is something that's important. However, their main focus has to be the problem unaware level because a lot of people do not even know that that's a problem. So they could spend all their time talking about their specific services. Like this is how our water purification system works, but that content is not going to resonate if people don't even know why it matters. So they should be spending their majority of their time at the problem unaware level telling people, did you know that what you think are allergies could actually be reactions from the toxins in your home. You know, what are five different chemicals commonly found in homes that um, could be keeping you sick? And this family went through that situation. They actually had essentially home-induced sickness, and a lot of people actually do have this, and they don't realize it because you go mm. to doctors, and they don't this is not anything they mentioned to you. They never asked me, well, do you have mold in your home? Do you have, you know, is, are, are you reacting to chemicals that may be found in your water? They're just nothing that anyone in the medical field typically would bring up to you. And so people are left without questions. They either think they have chronic allergies and they live in this state of suffering, essentially, um, or they think that it's caused by something else. Ironically, my husband ended up going through like something very, very similar. And it is an extremely frustrating experience. So I even started Googling some of these things. And I even mm -hmm. said to him, I said, gosh, everyone is missing the mark on their content because if I'm looking up this stuff and I can't find anything on it, you know, this is the type of stuff I need to see to show me that these companies can help us. All I was looking for was someone to come in, evaluate everything in the home. And if there was a problem anywhere, take care of it. There was no one that was addressing these concerns, not in blogs, not in video especially, but it is one of those things that you may not know you need it until you need it, but some people need it without even realizing it. So if they can be putting out video content showing people that these are some of the reactions you could be having to things that you don't even think about in your home, they've got their, their wheels turning. They have this audience. They're essentially creating their own pool of buyers by bringing attention to the problem. So anyone who's watched those videos, then we have the opportunity to retarget them with our next video, which could potentially talk about solutions. You know, if you are experiencing these symptoms, how do you identify what it is in your home? that may be causing these problems. You, so you can dive deeper into the topic. Then you can go through, okay, what's the process on purifying your water? Or what is the mold remediation process? Then they can start talking about their own specific solution. So we offer the live well indoors package where we come and we do evaluate everything in your home. We're going to check your water quality, your air quality, all of these things. So they start off with people who literally could not know anything about what they need, but they do need it. And then with just a couple of videos, they've created their own educated pool of buyers that want to work with them and no one else. 
So it's just a really powerful tool um, to educate people in not only the way that they should be educated, but in a way that showcases you as the only option for them, which I don't really feel like there's any other medium that you can do that as effectively as with video. And the sad part is, is that most local businesses don't take advantage of this. So there is a whole group of people out there online that they only see your product or service. They never know why they need it or how you're different. Mm. And so they're really just kind of missing the mark. And that is what I help them do. But essentially just that buying cycle and the awareness levels matching it up to your video content is the single most powerful thing that I believe local businesses can be doing with video today. So the first step really is you need to understand and, and you know I've worked with so many businesses that are spending all sorts of money and they'll 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 come in and we'll start talking and it'll be clear to me that they don't even understand where their avatar is in the awareness stage of the problem. So the first thing to do, no matter what, is figure out where is your avatar in relationship to the problem uh, aware stage. Yes. And the cool thing is that, you know, you may not know and there isn't necessarily a way to know until they start engaging with your content. So if you can create videos for every stage, you can put them out there all at the same time. Granted, some people are going to see the ones they want to see, and some people may not see any at all, but based on how long they're watching your video, you can usually have a pretty good idea of which of those topics interest them the most. So if someone is watching these Um, really problem-aware videos. They're watching a significant portion of them. Well, we can only assume that that's the topic that's currently resonating with them the most. Then we can start Mm. the retargeting process and hit them with that next video. So the best strategy usually is to figure out where in the cycle most of your buyers are because you're always going to have people at all stages. But for the company I, I just mentioned, they do have that problem aware level that's going to be most important to them because just naturally speaking, this is not a topic that comes up a lot. They have to be, I would probably say at least 50% of their content needs to be focusing on that one level. It may be that for someone's business, they're kind of evenly split, you know, and you need to have topics at all levels and essentially let your audience decide or show you which one they like. So if you can set up these sequences essentially um, and just move people through these different videos, maybe they, maybe they come in at video three or, you know, right in the middle. Well then maybe they get only three videos in total. They might never see the first two or maybe they see all of them. They just don't really watch the first two very much because, you know, hitting them with all of these different touch points, it's never a bad thing. You're never going to you know, hurt yourself by showing someone valuable content. But if I'm someone who already knows that things in my home could be making me sick, I don't need to watch a video about, did you know that things in your home could be making you sick? It's, you know, I already know that. So I probably wouldn't spend as much time on something like that. I may spend more time on that next video, how to identify which one of these things could be causing certain symptoms. So simply by letting your audience engage with your content, you do get more of an idea of where they are and what you need to send them next. So definitely could be your cold audience, could be your your warm audience, but I would say when you first start doing video content, you should be sending it to everyone because you don't yet know where they are. And then just use those touch points as learning experiences about, you know, the topics people are most engaged with. That may give you a better understanding of your overall market. Then you can do topics that are kind of similar in awareness level to those moving forward. And you're just going to start to build up a much more engaged audience that uh, is responding better to the type of content that you're putting out there. So when you're using local businesses, how wide do you cast the net in your actual targeting? Those, not to get too far down the advertising yeah. route, but I think that a lot of people that are using these videos are going to want to use them in a paid traffic format and whatever it may be. When you're dealing with local businesses, I mean, are you, as we would say in the business, carpet bombing? I mean, like how wide are you going? 
how much are you using video to qualify these people to move them down the funnel? So it really depends on the business. Some businesses, they're fine with like a 50 mile radius. It, it depends on how, how acceptable your product or service is going to be to the general market. So some people, if they have, you know, much more higher end, high dollar products and services, well, let's be realistic. There's only certain zip codes or neighborhoods or areas within your city that are going to be able to afford those things. So those are the places we have to focus on. And it could be that there is no, you know, specific radius. Maybe it's zip codes just all over a 50 or more mile radius, depending on how far people may be willing to travel or how far you will be willing to travel. So there isn't really like a flat answer. Um, but I would say that the more specific your product is, the more specific you may want to get for your actual targeting. If you're something like a restaurant or a place where people are naturally going to need to be closer to you, to mm -hmm. come to you more frequently, your dollars are going to be better spent with a smaller radius, unless you have a large budget. That's the other thing. If your budget is large, well, you can go out farther because if you're in too small of an area, your frequency may be too high to where you're annoying people unless you're switching up your creative pretty frequently. Like it's a great thing to hit people many times. We just don't want them to be hit with the same exact ad too many times. Um, so I would just say based on your budget, which what I typically see, most local businesses aren't willing to spend the amount of money that it would take to kind of saturate an audience very quickly. Um, so I would just say really think about where your ideal customer lives because if you are in a local area, it's either going to be a, maybe it's a tight 10 mile radius around your physical location if people travel to you, or maybe you are willing to travel up to 50 miles. However, if there are areas of your city that people simply like are not going to be able to afford you or the need isn't there, you're going to waste your money advertising to them. So just be really specific about the geographic areas in your city and then go from there. Mm. And I assume we don't have to do a whole lot of interest-based targeting at this point. I mean, if we're looking at a 10, 25 mile radius, the video, the, the creative will sort of qualify the audience itself, right? Yes. And so the size of the city is really kind of where that comes into play. So um, I have clients in Los Angeles. Obviously, it's a very heavily populated city. So even if they do a smaller radius, it can still be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. And mm -hmm. if their budget isn't huge, they could either just go to more of a broad audience or they could use some interest-based targeting to try and pare it down a little bit so that their budget allows their ads to reach people who are theoretically more qualified. But yes, you're right. I like to use the creative itself to pre-qualify the audience because for so many local businesses, there is nothing that they could express interest in that would mean they're a good fit for you. And sometimes things are based on need. You know, maybe you don't need it until you need it. And there's nothing in an interest-based targeting that's going to really show you if someone's thinking about something like this other than the content they're engaging with. Mm, interesting. Okay. So we're making video for each stage of the awareness progression, whatever you yes. want to call it. People that are not problem aware, people that are problem aware, and we can get sort of to what might be at the bottom of the funnel later. But let's talk about what these videos are. So, so when we're talking about people that first are not aware of their problem at all, how do you approach this depending on the business? Because you have some businesses that are more personality based. So mm -hmm. it's more about you're buying that person and you want that person physically to be, for example, a lawyer mm -hmm. or, or something like that. And then you have some which are more service based. Like for example, you were talking about would be HVAC or the not HVAC company, whatever they are. <laughs> the not HVAC, I don't, yes. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go home and just make sure that my four-year-old and my one-year-old are safe from mold and all of these things. Seriously <laughs> though, I mean, it's something yeah, that, they, right. you know, that's a great audience for them as parents because yeah, you right. want your children to be safe. Absolutely. So, so let's, let's work first at the not problem aware stage. What well, I mean, are we talking about, uh, so this is large education right here. So 
maybe blog style, what I guess what people call blog style videos and what I always call text on screen videos where we're just sort of taking somebody through a topic in a very easy to consume way. How do you approach what that actual creative delivery should be? So I try and encourage business owners to keep it simple, but to also make it effective. So even if it's a business that's not personality based, people connect with people. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if that person's the owner. It doesn't matter if that's the person that's going to be in their home or selling to them. I do encourage them to have someone within their business do the video, but it doesn't have to be that person. I have, um, for instance, one of my clients is like a laundry delivery service. Well, their you know, ideal client would be a busy mom, but it's owned by two men. They're hiring a woman to be in their videos, and that's fine. Mm. They feel like the female is going to resonate better with their audience. They're probably right. So it doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be someone in the business. I do like to start there if possible because, you know, even if you don't want to be the face of your business, you still are. You know, people like to right. have this visual of the owner. It makes them feel like you're more trustworthy. I always tell, um, especially for people that are working either in a high dollar situation or with someone like in their home, on their home, anything that requires a lot of trust, people will trust you by seeing your face. They, they simply will because anybody that's like a scam artist or, or someone that is not doing things ethically, they don't typically put their face out there. They're, they don't want, they don't want to be around because they're going to fear backlash that's going to come from people seeing them. So it automatically, and most of the time it's completely subconscious. It just makes people feel like you're more credible, like you're more trustworthy. So I tell them just start with a video where you're just talking and it does not have to be complicated. It does not have to be high production value. It just needs to be really valuable and easy to consume. So for instance, you could just be standing there. Obviously, if you have, if there's a, a background that makes sense for your video. So like that um, company I was telling you about, being inside of a home would probably be a good background because they're talking about the home. If you're a mm -hmm. landscape designer, being in front of a nice landscape design might be a good background. doesn't always have to be, but just kind of think about that because you do want the visuals to represent what you're talking about and talk to them about your topic. I do like to use um, samples or examples, like physical things that you can hold up and show people if that's appropriate, but it's not always appropriate. So sometimes very simple ideas are like uh, talking about pros and cons of something, um, comparing different things, or like we talked about, just uh, addressing that there is a problem, like a did you know. Um, anytime you can use statistics or something like that, that can be really powerful, but you also don't want to go too deep because you don't want to have to use a script. You want to be able to talk about it naturally. Um, and you want it to be short enough that it is easier to consume. However, I have made what people would call extremely long form video ads for Facebook specifically, five to seven minutes, and we've had high consumption rates. But the reason is because they're valuable all the way through. It's talking about a specific topic, and I don't need everyone to go through the whole video. If that's a seven minute video, if someone makes it to the end or 95%, I'm sorry, but if that person doesn't become a buyer, then it's my problem. Like it's my fault <laughs> that I didn't, you know, serve them the right offer to get Now, are, is there a call to action there in that video? So there is. I don't do heavy call to actions throughout the entire thing. You can hint at things, you can mention things, but I'll absolutely put one at the end. And I still will have a call to action somewhere like in the ad copy, and definitely link to the landing page for like the core mm -hmm. offer. Um, mm -hmm. If somebody is interested enough to watch it and wants to make, to take the next step, don't make it difficult for them. But the purpose of the ad itself is not to generate the leads. It's to be what segments the audience to know who's worthy of serving our core offer ads to. You will still get people that convert from that ad, but just understanding that it's not, that's not the purpose because what I see sometimes is business owners will put out good content and they expect it to generate all these leads. And then when it doesn't, they'll stop running it. And I'm like, this was a great piece of content. It, you know, had a really um, low cost per view. People were watching the video through to the end and you stopped running it. 
but it's because you didn't understand its purpose. The purpose was to build trust, build credibility, educate, segment your audience. Your next ad should have been the one that you focused on. Okay, how many leads is this generating for us? So really believing that the education style videos, they have their own purpose, still using video in your core offer ads. If you want to use it to talk about your offer, do that for sure. But just realize what stage of the you know, buying cycle essentially you are targeting. Um, there's just kind of a lot of cycles going on that we talked about at least in our in the system we use. So, you know, the different awareness levels, then also the actual buying cycle for the industry, like the questions people have at each level. And then also the three different ad levels. So educate, offer, retarget. The educate level, you know, that's what we've been talking about a lot. Still use video at the offer level, still use video at the retarget level. There's never a bad place for video, but more of like the longer form educational stuff should definitely be at the top. Um, you can just use it all the way through and then people have a, an even deeper connection with you because they've seen you how many times now? You know, they, they feel like they know you before they've ever spoken with you. And it's kind of like if you speak on a stage or if you're on a podcast or any of these longer form types of content where people, they do hear you, they hear your thoughts and your opinions and they feel like they know you by the time they get on the phone with you. And nine times out of 10, it's such a, a much more easy sell because they've already decided they want to work with you based on what you've been saying. Um, so it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot less about selling yourself than it is about just providing something that people really want and closing it. So the video itself does actually make your life as a salesperson or a business owner easier because you're doing some of that selling through your ads and you're saving yourself time because you don't have to say all those things. Um, probably the biggest benefit can be if there is like a really big pain point or a really big question that people have or an objection that they have about your service. So for a lot of businesses, it's budget, you know, if it is higher dollar, especially mm -hmm. people either can or can't afford it, or maybe they think it may cost one thing, but in reality, it costs a lot more than that. So their problem is they'll get leads. The leads are uneducated about the actual cost of the products or services or why they cost what they do or how those costs are formulated. So it becomes sort of a challenge. Like the client or the potential customer sees the business owner as just trying to push this cost on them. And it, be, it just becomes kind of like this price tug of war in a way. If you can be upfront about those things and explain them in videos and your potential clients are seeing that and educating themselves through you while seeing you as a resource, not as like a foe who's just trying to sell them something, by the time they get to you, they're in a different state of mind. They understand the things you would want your ideal client to understand before you start speaking to them. So for example, um, I've worked with a lot of remodeling companies, like budget is always a huge consideration. You know, a lot of people want to do it and maybe they just can't afford it. Or maybe this certain company does have like higher end products and services. If you can go ahead and show them, there is a budgeting formula that we use to put this together. You know, it's based on the value of your home, how much you should ideally spend on each of these projects. Then the client's like, light bulb, this is how much I should probably be spending. Because a lot of times for those businesses, someone may just um, assume, maybe they watch like HGTV or something and they're like, I can get a kitchen remodel for $10,000. So when someone asks them their budget, they say $10,000. They may have a lot more than $10,000, but they may not realize they need to spend more. So whatever those big sticking points are for your business, if you can just like upfront educate people, the quality of the leads that you end up generating becomes higher. And you can even use those as continuing education. So we've even taken these videos and put them into like a lead training portal, lead education portal. So if someone signs up, we give them access to videos that have been done over time, not necessarily for that purpose, for the education purpose, 
but we allow them to kind of educate themselves as deeply as they want or not at all. It doesn't matter, but maybe they're really interested in like diving into some of these subjects before they ever speak with you. So it just gives them this education again in a way that they don't see you as a salesperson, which I think is crucial when you're trying to sell something because you want to be seen as someone that's helping, not someone who only cares about the sale. And, um, it, it's, it's very powerful. Yeah. This goes to what, uh, Allie and I had a, fan, had a fantastic conversation before we got on here about, um, how you can actually get someone that isn't comfortable on camera to be more comfortable on camera. But what you're talking about is maybe one of the main shifts that needs to happen. Um, because people are coming in here thinking that they need to make a video for these folks and they're saying, okay, time to put on my sales cap. When really, if they came in with a service cap, mm -hmm then they could be more effective and achieve the advertising goals. It would also be easier Absolutely. for you to convince them why it's okay that you didn't get a ton of leads from this video because they will be customers later because they watched you. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very interesting stuff. Okay. So that's the awareness stage. What are we doing at the, to start trying to convert folks? What kind of videos work better there? than education specific videos? So sometimes it can be the same style, such as just talking to the camera. Um, but in these types of videos, you're going to be explaining your offer more. It obviously, in my opinion, should be less about features and more about benefits, but you need to tell them exactly what it is you need them to do. They, you may see it as a no brainer, like, oh, this person knows they need to sign up for this as their next step, but they may not know that, especially if your offer is anything that's unconventional. So for some businesses, we actually use live events as their core offer because it brings in the right types of people still using that same education focus. And then you're able to convert them on site. Well, for them, that is their offer. Well, in that type of video, we need to tell them about the event, when it's taking place, what time it is, why you should be there, what you might learn, why this is different, why this is helpful. Um, tell them, sign up before it's too late. So this is a more call to action style video, but really you need to tell them exactly what their next step needs to be. I think for a lot of business owners, we come up with like these packages or you know different things and we mm -hmm. kind of expect people to know the details and they just don't. They don't know what's included. They don't know even why it would matter if it was. So those really need to clarify your offer. And I also like to use them um, to address their previous actions. So if they have watched certain videos and you know it, then tell them, hey, you've already been watching some of our budgeting videos, you know, some of the videos about how to identify um, this or that in your home. Your best next step is now to work with a professional to come in and actually identify if these things are happening or how we can, you know, really take whatever is happening and stop, you know, allowing those things to happen. So if you can speak to those previous actions, that's going to be powerful because they're going to say, yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense. They kind of tie the two things together. Um, if you can somehow present this, I mean, it's really just kind of the same things that you would do in copy. Um, presenting something as a new idea, presenting it as something that's unique or special or a sense of urgency, whatever it is that your offer actually provides without being fake. Um, you want to focus on those things and really just get the, it's, it can be like a sales letter almost. I mean, you could use that style of video if you wanted to, more of like the text on screen slideshow type thing. But again, I just always feel like if there's a way to get someone's face on screen, it feels more like a personal conversation, which is what you want. And um, if, if there's someone who simply will not be comfortable with the camera in their face, but they'd be okay recording the audio and, and overlaying it onto a video, that could work just fine. Um, you could also do some type of like demonstration style video. So for instance, whatever your offer is, let's like record it actually happening. If it is some type of consultation or if it is some type of examination or, or whatever that actual offer happens to be for your company, let's show people what it looks like and still call to action. You don't want to make it really long. Like let's make it under 60 seconds, but give them some visuals of what's, what they can expect. And that typically will encourage them to take that next step. Mm, yeah, you, you answered sort of answered my next question, which was, what do you do with the objection of we just simply don't feel comfortable 
going on camera or, or, or I sort of heard this one a lot. Um, we don't have anybody that could go on camera. <laughs> yes. I will tell them, you know, number one, give it a try yourself because most likely the people who say that have never ever been on camera. They've never tried. And it's just a skill like everything else. You may not be amazing your first time. Like, were you amazing your first time at doing anything in life? Maybe, but odds are you probably weren't. Like, it is a practiced, learned skill, and you get better and you get more comfortable the more times you do it. So when they say that, you know, I'm like, okay, show me some of your past videos, and I'll, I'll determine that for myself. Um, but even if this person is, like, truly crippling anxiety, couldn't do it even if they wanted to, I would say, okay, like, let's find someone in your company who would be comfortable. If there truly is no one, you could hire it out, but you still don't have to be on camera. It does help, but you could be behind the scenes narrating as you're showing them something. It could still feel really organic. You could be just demonstrating other people doing the service or, you know, showcasing the product or whatever it may be. So there are ways around it. Um, you could also highlight your clients, video testimonials from clients or customers can be really powerful showcase people using whatever it is you're selling or the results of whatever it was that you helped them achieve. That typically is better for like lower in the funnel though. So you don't necessarily, someone who doesn't even know there's a problem, they don't care about the results of somebody who used your service. So you just have to make sure that it's used appropriately within the buying cycle. There, but there are always ways to do it. I just say, don't go like the stock videography route ever if you can avoid it. Um, unless it's a very complex topic, but even then you could do some type of whiteboard explainer video or something that at least has a little bit more creativity, is more unique, and then you could be the person that narrates the content of that video just vocally. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I, I think... Um... I think when it comes to um, having people on camera there, one of the hacks that I have used in the past that I think can also work for people um, is if, if you really don't feel comfortable talking directly to camera, one of the hacks that you can use is doing it as it sort of feels like a conversation, almost yeah. as if a journalist was interviewing them mm -hmm. and then cutting that down because you can tend to get you know, because it kind of gets all over this, I don't know what to say, or I don't know how to say this. Well, if you're just talking and there's a, basically a voyeur that's coming in recording this, you can get a lot more truth. People need Absolutely. to see truth. It's the same reason why we all walk out of the movie theater. And even if we have no background in like movies or anything, we'll still feel qualified to judge the acting. <laughs> oh, funny. he was awful in this. Because we have some sort of, this is why I'm so obsessed with empathy. We have some sort of like disconnect there with that person. Like yeah. we can't put our finger on it, but there's a disconnect. You can actually get over that disconnect by interviewing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, this is, is actually also a hack that I use for, for getting customer testimonials as well. So for the bottom of the funnel with, with, with testimonials, that's also great. I'm fascinated by that. This is like my, my agency is just about to offer a new product just revolving around soliciting and getting video testimonials because that's so how powerful. important they are. They are. Um, so tell me more about that because we haven't gotten to the bottom. This is like super hot. Why are you not a lead yet? Become a lead. How do you use those? So there's a couple different ways. And so we've talked about the educate level. We've talked about the offer level. This is really at the retargeting level. So it doesn't mean that they've had to go to your sales page yet, but it could be. Okay. So this could be people that have watched both of your initial videos. Maybe they have not clicked through yet, or maybe they have. Now, Sometimes just, just can... to answer all the Facebook marketers' questions that they're going to have out here, if there's anybody that's been inside of it, what are we talking here? 50% of these videos? What do you, what do you like to do? Depends on the length. So it really depends right. on the length. If it's a longer video, you can do it at 25%. It also depends on how You want people watching about two minutes or so. Well, if you've got a 60-second video, um, you could still do... 25%, but it would have to be, in my opinion, you would have had to say the right things in the beginning of that video. That's why the openings mm. are very important. You want to make sure that uh, the point. topics you're talking about, all of those things are there. And sometimes people, they just um, didn't have time to continue watching. So I, I always harp on this fact, like social media is not 
search marketing, okay? People are on these platforms at all moments of the day. They're in their car, they're at the doctor's office, they're at work, they're in class. Times when they really actually should not be on social media at times, in the bathroom. I read an article like about how um, people, a huge percentage of people are watching video in the bathroom, but it's always with the sound off. So you have to make sure you have captions. Of course. Of course. Can you imagine? Exactly. I mean, I think we've all been there, by the way, where yes. we've heard the sound, but <laughs> we've said, okay, what's this person doing over here? And it's, it's a lot more commonplace than you think. Well, here's the thing. When you're in some of those situations, oftentimes you have to just put your phone away quickly. Maybe they started to watch and they were interested, but something around them happened that caused them to have to move on. Like maybe they almost had a wreck or almost had the car in front of them. They had to put their phone down, you know, thank goodness. But you just don't know what their situation was. So no matter what it is, you should always be retargeting. And um, essentially several different types of retargeting videos that you can do. Number one, overcoming objections. So if somebody has engaged with you on a few different levels, especially if they've hit your landing page or your form or whatever it is, and they haven't converted, they have an objection. Or maybe it was a time thing. So sometimes we'll even just say, hey, like, you didn't, you didn't finish signing up. Like, what's going on? Take five seconds, go ahead and do it. It could be as simple as that. Um, or it could be overcoming very specific objections that your prospect would have. So making lists of what those objections are, number one, you've got to do that. Is it time? Is it skill? Is it effort? Is it budget? Is it resources? Like, what are these main objections? Make short videos that overcome those things. You could hit that same person with five different overcoming objections videos if you wanted to. The retargeting audience mm. is going to be small enough that it's not going to cost very much money to do that on a local level. You could also have the video testimonials. So this is a really good one because sometimes the trust is what's not there yet or the belief mm. in what it is. Are the results there? Is the transformation going to be what I want it to be? <clears throat> Using those video testimonials to get people to realize this is legit. Other people are happy with it. They liked the service. They liked working with us, whatever it was. You can use those um, even with people who have become a lead. So the big misconception, I don't know if it's just local business owners or anybody, but a lead is not a sale. Like a lead is still in the early stages. They've raised their hand. They've expressed interest. You've still got to convert them. For you, it's getting them on a phone call or getting them on an appointment typically or getting them to come in. So you still want to advertise to people who've signed up as a lead. They still need that affirmation that they need I to, rarely see that happen. You never see it happening, especially not locally. And that's what I tell people. Mm -hmm. Like if you simply do this, I don't even care if it's good or not. People will take notice. If it was a video of you simply saying, Hey, I just want to thank you for signing up for a call with me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Here are a couple things you can do to prepare before our call. Look forward to speaking with you soon. Boom, you're not asking for anything. You're telling them, hey, I know you signed up and I'm still here to talk to you. Like making sure that people know you still care about them after they've taken that specific action is really valuable in my opinion. So you wanna keep those people on the line and for most local businesses, the action you want them to take doesn't happen right in that instant. They're, they're signing up for it, they're claiming a voucher or a coupon. You gotta get them to that next step. So continue to advertise to get them to that next step. And sometimes it is just as simple as thanking them. You could also be retargeting your past customers, people who have just purchased from you. Why don't you solicit a video testimonial through your own video retargeting ad? Hey, we were so excited to have just worked with you. Well, I know what we love, we love seeing videos of our happy customers. You know, we're offering a $50 Amazon gift card if you, you know, submit your video testimonial to us. It could be anything. It could be asking them for their before and after photos. It could be promoting a referral program. There's, there's ways to retarget at every single level of, you know, the process. And again, video is never a bad idea. Anything you want to say could be said in video. Then you give them the opportunity to read the copy of your ad and watch the video or do one or the other. Sometimes people are not video people and they just want to read. That's fine. Let them read the text. But majority of people 
would rather watch a video than read something long. And you can say so much more in a video and get people to consume it than you can getting people to read it. Like some of those five minute videos, we've transcribed them to text to use as blogs. They're like 7,000 words. But I could get someone to consume that five minute video. We have, plenty of people have. Do you really think on social media, I would get someone to read a 7,000 word blog? No, it's just not gonna happen. So the message, like the, the quantity of the message, the impact of the message, it, you can just say more and still have people actually consume it as opposed to only offering it in a text format. Yeah, yeah. This is great. We pretty much touched on everything. I always like to figure out what the biggest mistake people are making here. Although I'm going to go ahead and guess, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm going to go ahead and guess that the biggest video problem local businesses are making is just simply not doing it. Oh, absolutely. That is exactly <laughs> what I would have said. <laughs> okay. So we have figuring out what stage your, uh, your customers tend to be in from a problem aware standpoint, making educational type videos. We start to describe our offer a little bit more as we retarget them. And then uh, about while continuing the education and then at the bottom of the funnel, we're going with, cu with customer testimonials. And I think something I rarely see, but it's a great idea is to do objection buster videos. That's yes. fantastic. I, I rarely see that stuff, but it's great. I know. And I, that's the thing is that there's so many great ideas and opportunities and even online businesses or big businesses, people are just not taking advantage of some of these opportunities. And it's just going to make the sale easier because as yeah. you said, it's a lead, not a sale. But when you actually get on the call with them or they come in, you will have answered many of their questions already. Exactly. They're pretty much sold. When they come, they're kind of like, okay, I'm going to sign up. You would have to do something silly to make them not sign up at that yes. point. That's the kind of traffic. Program. Exactly. Allie, thank you so much. We learned so much here today. Uh, tell us where we can find out more about you. You can find me on social media for sure. Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, or you can visit AllieBloydMedia.com. I am happy to connect with anybody who has questions or wants to reach out. And um, hopefully you just continue to see me around educating on local business marketing. I'm sure we will. Allie is everywhere. So excited that you were that you were here with us. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Allie and I are recording this the day before Thanksgiving. We're going to you put too. brine on our turkeys tonight and <laughs> get that. I know, out. I need so, to. <laughs> so when I know I'm going to go home after this and I'm going to stuff my turkey in, I don't know, something, whatever it is, some gigantic bucket overnight. Um, so whenever you're listening to this, just know that we're about to have a th happy Thanksgiving. Hope you do too. Um, thanks so much for being here. Please leave a review if you got value on this, on this show today and uh, see you next time.